0: Hello everybody, welcome to Basic Snitches, my Hi. name is,
1: oh. well, that's Adam,
0: and that's Tara. <laughs> we sort of did it.
1: You did it, you sort of and, did it, and oh. I disrupted it. And Tara
0: interrupted me. We're about to do another episode of Basic Snitches today. So, we got our to why. be excited. We ate Chinese food.
1: Had my egg rolls.
0: She bought two extra egg rolls that have shrimp in them, and then realized which ones were shrimp, which I really appreciate, because I fucking hate shrimp. I had a traumatic shrimp incident when I was a child. I don't know if I've said that on this podcast before. Tara absolutely looked, have. Tara looked at me like she's heard it 50 times. I mean, I've
1: heard it 40, 46 at least. Maybe not 50.
0: Shrimp's nasty. We are not reading the shrimp chapter today, though. That's next week. Right now, we are discussing chapter 8 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, the, the hearing.
1: hearing. It's time to thank our amazing basic snitches, patrons, Nisi, Brian, Ashley, Olivia, Mary, Beth, and Brittany. Your support is helping pay for the amazing website that Adam has designed for us. Everyone else, I who I didn't just name, you could be a patron too. One of the bonuses is you get to hear me or Adam say your name every week on the podcast because who doesn't want that? Also, you get amazing, fun, extra footage, or you get to hear our voices more, I guess. Uh, Exclusive content through the Patreon page, outtakes, etc. This week, Adam reads my tarot. So, there you go. You are missing out on that. So, go ahead, go to our website, basicsnitches.com. Click on our Patreon link and sign up today. $3 a month gets you all kinds of fun, exclusive content. And my voice, saying your name. Or Adam's. What is that? It's my basic bitches bookmark. I'm oh my god! What? <laughs> she, had, look, she has this fucking laminated
0: ass bookmark with a picture of us standing in front of a rainbow. You know which we one want, if you've been to our website. You know what the
1: back looks like.
0: And then there's very sexy pictures of us in the back. <laughs> one of them is also in New York. The other one was when we were those fantastic beast bitches.
1: Yeah, it was fun. I, look I at I just, that. Yeah, I made myself a bookmark. That's it. That was the. Would story. you
0: like bookmarks, <laughs> listeners? If so. Maybe eventually you'll we'll be able to purchase one.
1: <laughs> Putting the other merch is hard work.
0: Well, she's working on it, though. And I she, am I working
1: on it. It may be
0: hard work, but I think she's doing a great job. I may have mentioned this in a past episode, or I may have mentioned it in a Patreon exclusive, but if there is something specific that you would like, that has basic niches related, let us know. Like, if you want a Frisbee that says potato bitch on it let us know and we might be able to make that happen
1: you know everyone's gonna want that because i'm a fan favorite you're a fan favorite what what does that make me you're also a fan favorite but okay i I said that first so they'll
0: get be able to make a we'll be able to get them a frisbee that says potato bitch and a frisbee that says big ol' spider puss yes and then they can put them under their pillow and we'll come to them in the middle of their night and steal all of their teeth
1: i don't know that people are gonna want these frisbees anymore
0: so who's the (laughs) the loser?
1: So winner and loser chapter seven. The winner of chapter seven is Mister Weasley. He's I trying, forget I don't what, know happened. what the fuck happened. The Harry and Mister Weasley go to the Ministry of Magic. Ding uh, dong. They're doing Mister Weasley shit, keeping everything light.
0: You know what I almost said was boo boo ding dong. I don't know what that means. Boo boo ding dong. Maybe that's the new one.
1: Uh, okay.
0: It's evolved. It's the Delta variant of my catchphrase.
1: The loser of the chapter is whoever the fuck thought it was a good idea to put a lift like that in a government building.
0: I love it. That is it. magical.
1: It is fucking magical. What the hell? We're in this old ass goddamn lift and with I'm a calling it lift. With a gate and shit? Because we're in England.
0: Yes. My old, old apartment that we were actually just talking about. Yeah. That had... That one of those fancy ass, like... With a gate, but only I could fit in it with maybe two boxes or like three bags of groceries. I might be a beefy hoe, but... I'm not, like, enormous or anything, but it was hard to get a no lift. I mean,
1: those elevators are cool lifts, elevators in America.
0: Well, this is not an elevator podcast. But
1: anyway, this fucking elevator is the lift from the chapter. <laughs> I wrote a thing. Oh yes, you sent it to me.
0: I sent it to you way advanced. You really I did. I was like, I I'm saw that today. you sent
1: me a thing, and I did not look at it because that good. is not the thing. G- good.
0: It is a short one. I hope you are proud that it is short.
1: I never like checked mine to see if it even made any fucking sense, so we'll see next. Oh, that's okay. Next As we get
0: further on in these podcast episodes, our things include more and more of the basic ninjas slang, so they tend to make lots and lots less sense. Which I kind of enjoy. So
1: here we go. Chapter 8 The Hearing. Let's call it what it is. This chapter shines a light on the absolute inefficiency of the Ministry of Magic and its so called leader. He chooses to nitpick at the tiniest use cases of a miner's magic, who in this case, attacked by soul-sucking whores employed by the ministry, no I'm not talking about Umbridge, that doesn't happen until later, and does so by wasting everyone's time first thing in the morning and having an absolute fit. However, let's give it up for the three quints in this chapter, Bones, Fig, and Dumble, which consequently is the name Adam, Tara, and Brian O'Jackson's stripper's name. And you get to guess who's who, because Harry gets off. Has everyone disturbingly said things in the next chapter while dancing around, but we'll get to that in the next episode. In short, the Ministry of Magic is Texas.
0: You liked Fuck. that one. You liked that one, didn't Fuck. you? You kept laughing. I was like, yeah. It's short, but it's mighty. We
1: all know that I'm Madam Bones, so let's just...
0: Alright, well, am I Fig or Dumble? I'm not necessarily saying I think you're that we well, are those people. Those are just our stripper names. So why are you called Bones? Because you're good at sucking on them? Oh. I mean, there's a reason why our names are Bones, Fig, and Dumble.
1: Trippers. Dance.
0: <laughs> Strippers probably also do other things.
1: If I were a stripper, I would just dance for the three seconds people would allow me to do it and then they'd be like, put your clothes back on bye.
0: I think your name is Dumble. Dumble the stripper.
1: Okay, so anyway, this chapter. <laughs>
0: yes, this chapter. The hearing is where the hearing happens, obviously. As he walks in, the gamut is there. They're like, You're late. Harry's like, yeah, it's because you changed it last minute. And they were like, it is not the Wizards fault. We sent an owl. I'm like, yes, it is the Wizards fault. You changed it the last minute. It
1: is not the whole Wizards fault. It it's is someone specific.
0: Fault. Yes, it is. And this fucker is...
1: Fudge Yes. The
0: this movement. I, I fucking hate it. my thumb against my throat like... Off with his head. They moved the fucking thing. They sent an owl. What if that owl didn't know where it was going? What if that owl... They probably
1: sent the owl to Harry's house. Right. But in the next chapter, they know where to send the Hogwarts... Well, Hogwarts knows. Hogwarts knows, Because you know God in charge of that shit, so never mind, but... Yeah, they sent, you know, they sent the owl. Day and Curry's here's house the thing at Drive.
0: throughout this entire chapter, it is the Ministry of Magic trying to pretend that everything is perfect and they got processes and they do reports and all of this shit. But through the discourse of mostly Dumble versus Fudge, you can tell the that they don't have their shit together. disgusting. Oh my god. Fucking fudge is gaslight girl boss gatekeep.
1: Again, and I, I know that I said this in the last episode. way you're treating a child, the accused finally present. Like, do you thrive on treating children like shit?
0: All he did was do an, a, a Patronus charm. That's all he in did. In
1: front of a muggle who knows he's a wizard. That's the other thing about the underage magic that gets me. In magical households, you know, because the only magical household we spend time with really obviously, is the Weasleys, and Mrs. Weasley gives everyone shit for doing magic, and you know that they're not doing it over the summers or whatever, but, like, if Ron came home from school at the end of the year, and he had, like, a message from Professor Flitwick being, like, you know, Ron's charms work suffered this year, you know Mama Weasley gonna be, like, all right, we're gonna work on this anyway, because they're a magical household. Ron would be able to- Get away with it. You don't know who in the fucking house did the magic. Where Harry is the only magical person in that house, which is why he already had the thing on his record. It's so inconsistent. I know we talked about it too in the second book with Dobby doing the hover charm and Harry being blamed for that, it's such an inconsistent thing because these kids should be able to practice their magic over the summer. Why shouldn't Harry be able to practice? But even if that's not the case, and that is not the case, this muggle knows he's a fucking wizard.
0: Yeah, there's all of that that I think is a really good point. When they do bring up the whole thing about Dobby, that it was a house elf. Oh, a likely story. And you're right. I think we said it back then. So you know that the magic happened here. But you don't know where it came from, because you could, as we learned in the last book, check Harry's wand to see if he made that cake drop in that nasty bitch.
1: You sure fucking can. You can give him a serum, which we also learned about in the last book.
0: But you can't tell, like, oh, magic happened in this place, so it must have been this person. You can tell that there's a muggle around. Yeah,
1: exactly. You know there was a muggle around, but then he was like, we don't know that there's any magical people in that area except for Harry. We monitor that area closely. Well, first of all, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. That you're monitoring that area, and Harry is still being neglected and treated. Like and
0: you're shit. missing Mrs. Fig. And
1: there is a squib in that area, which means she has magical parentage. I think we discussed this before. We believe Mrs. Fig was sent yeah, to that area. Yeah, I think so too. Um, yes, we could be wrong, obviously. But wow, you know, we're really looking out for children.
0: Already in that discussion, we identified so many issues with the Ministry.
1: Well, they're not willing to hear anything he has to say.
0: Like, he rushes through it, and clearly he moved the hearing so that a Dumbledore wasn't there, so he could just zip yep, right through exactly.
1: it. exactly. That was the plan. And it probably was the plan for Harry to look like an ass.
0: Oh, probably, yeah. Walk in
1: late. Like, they know what the fuck's going on. They know Harry's best friend is Arthur Weasley's youngest son. They probably assume that Harry's coming with Arthur because... They're aware, probably, of the fact Mm. that Harry's family isn't going to support him, isn't going to be there. They know from the third book that Harry ran away from his fucking family after accidentally doing magic because he was so frustrated. They're not unaware of all these problems he has, so they know the trajectory of what's going to happen.
0: As you're saying all of that, too, and his, like, insistence here, clearly they're trying to get Harry expelled because... He's saying all these things that also support that Voldemort is back. So, this is somewhere at the beginning of the next chapter when Fudge is talking to Lucius, too. There were some elements where I had a feeling, and they even mentioned in the next chapter, like maybe he was under the Imperius curse, where I was like, ah, that's a smart thought because it makes Fudge seem like a death eater the way he's doing this. Like, what does removing Harry from school do anything
1: In contrast to what you just said, it helps to discredit Harry. After the Daily Prophet developed discrediting last year, and then, you well, know, but like, yeah. they're continuing, they've been doing that all summer, they've been doing that all summer. Oh, and now he's been expelled, so he must just be trash.
0: And you know that they're not going to necessarily say, this is why he was expelled.
1: Absolutely like, not. Like, they're just going to expel Absolutely. him. I mean, look, look at what they've done to this boy in the last year. Mm. You think that they're going to be like, well, he was expelled because he did a Patronus charm to protect his cousin. No, they're going to be like, he was expelled for doing underage magic because this is the kind of raff he yes. is. And I said this when we were watching the movie. This is very, very, very 2016 to 2020 bullshit. We are building this picture that is discrediting someone and not giving them an mm. opportunity. And
0: he's a victim.
1: He is such a victim.
0: Another thing that Fudge does, obviously, he is he makes these assumptions that, oh, he had time to make up this thing. Like, if someone is sexually assaulted... And they're coming forth saying this. You know that victims are treated in that way. Of like, oh, they're just saying this. They're just saying this. Why can't you fucking trust the victim? And Harry has
1: already been so separated from everything. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, you're right. Fudge just setting him up and being like, oh, well, you came up with the story.
0: It's like cutting corners so that they don't have to do the work, like, in real life cases of going through a trial to get a criminal tried for whatever he or she did. (laughs) In this case, it is cutting the corners and slicing the victim down so that they don't have to do their work to investigate why the Dementors were there in the first
1: place. Honestly, Dumbledore's shining moment of this chapter is not bringing in Fig. It's not even defending Harry. It's him slapping them in the face with, what you're saying is that the Ministry controls the Dementors, so you're going to figure out why the fuck Mm -hmm. they were here when they shouldn't have been there, right? Yeah. Dumbledore is punching them in the face with this. In this statement, he is able to be like, this is either you or you have to admit Voldemort's back. There's no other option. And Fudge is like, no, 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 there's no other option. And he's just saying that the other option is that Harry's making this up. Yeah. And that's all it is. The really scary thing for Fudge is he absolutely does not believe that Harry's making this up. Yeah. Fudge is fucked. And good for him. He so should be fucked. The, I hate that guy. The
0: funny thing is, obviously, this is the first time we see Umbridge. So we might as well say her name now. But in this, literally all she does is ask a question. She does. Yeah, she might be fucking annoying and her advice might be shrill sure as fuck. But what she says does kind of support what Dumbledore well, says. It
1: doesn't support it. Gives him that window it, that, exactly. to come in and be like, oh, exactly. th- that knife, I'm going to twist it.
0: And, like, of course, Umbridge is trying to, oh, so you're yes. instigating the Ministry did something? And he's like, yeah, fucking right. The Ministry did do something here.
1: Yeah, or Voldemort's Or Voldemort is back. back. At this point, obviously, like, Dumbledore is so fucking far into his own plan, I don't know for sure. Mm. I think Dumbledore believes that Voldemort did this.
0: Oh, yeah, I think so, too. If Voldemort did do this that it still shows the inefficacy of the fucking ministry, too. I can't believe I'm doing this in the first episode, per se. I do kind of feel like the fact that Umbridge brings this up, too, and almost kind of, like, speaks out of turn, I think. In the movie, at least, it seems like she speaks out of turn. But in here, she's, like, the deputy secretary to the minister, or something like that. So it, it feels like she's closer to fudge. Well, there's a couple things. She might just be bringing this up as, like, oh, you're saying that the ministry did this without necessarily knowing that there's all this other stuff that Fudge is going through, or she has drunk the Kool-Aid so, so deeply. Like, I almost don't know which one it is. I'm inclined to say it's the second, but it would be interesting if she was saying this just to protect the ministry. You're very confused. Keep
1: going. No, 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 I'm not confused. Okay, Tara's
0: making weird faces at me. Dumbledore brings up the whole thing that I said in one of the past episodes of like the ministry shouldn't be the one expelling a child like that's not under the discourse of the ministry and then he's like oh yeah we can say anything in so that's obviously Umbridge is employed in light of this like we actually even talked about in... well
1: yeah because they say in the next chapter that they couldn't find anything
0: that too yes absolutely but even in like one of the last few chapters when they're in the hospital wing of the last book he says some specific things I think it was an episode with Ashley where she had said oh this is where the whole Umbridge thing comes up. But I think it is definitely more here. So does it happen after this where Fudge is like, hey, pink bitch, you're gonna be the new Defense Against the Deck Arts thing. Let me bring you up to speed.
1: I'm gonna answer your question and then I'm gonna ask you a question. Okay. I think he's absolutely given her the lowdown about everything. She's clearly a sympathizer with him. This guy is my ticket to bigger and better and higher things. And she's clearly an opportunist. And she's also very smart, even though she's the fucking worst. Do you know who sent the Dementors to Harry?
0: It was Umbridge. It was Umbridge. Ah, it was. Okay, so give me a little bit more details about this. Dissolve I mean, you asked me that question. I'm like, I knew it was Umbridge because we were talking about Umbridge. So
1: right, but before we, I asked you that question before we got there. Did you know? No, I didn't think so. I forgot. Yeah. And then I was like, the so why did she surprise. send them? Because she wants to work to discredit him. She thought that they would go and they would kiss him and his soul would be sucked out and he wouldn't be a problem anymore. And she says it in the Groffs chapter.
0: Cool. Just to spoiler for later, I didn't take Umbridge points away this time. But oh. I mean, I guess I'm going to have to take them away next time. Because I was like, Umbridge didn't do anything. She, she did it. She really did it. Question. In this
1: chapter, like there's, if this is your first time reading the book, you really have no reason to be like, Umbridge sucks. You're going to be like, well, she's a little bit weird
0: she's fascinated with harry which now of course we know why because he fucking survived her attack if they did do this investigation like she should be fired for that obviously yeah
1: but they're not going to do the investigation because because it's
0: the ministry of magic we really kind of went through the majority of what happens here i do want to talk about dumbledore in particular because up till this point obviously there's been like near misses with Dumbledore he isn't present why the fuck isn't he here why is he like rushing around there's times where he comes to Grimmel Place and they're like oh maybe we'll see Dumbledore and they never get a chance to and like of course we know that he's busy I feel like in the writing it was deliberately made for him to make this grand entrance here when he kind of interrupts them and is like I'm the witness for the prosecuted blah 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 I can almost picture like he like sweeps it and everyone was like gasp in a way I sort of appreciated that but I'm like
1: really (laughs) at the same time Dumbledore getting a little bit of a flourish of being Dumbledore is kind of nice for him, especially because I think I have a different take on Dumbledore than you do with this chapter.
0: No, I'm not actually saying it's something about Dumbledore. I'm saying it's how it's written. Because oh. it truly is like he hasn't been around. This is the moment where they were like ah, Dumbledore is here. They waited until this moment in chapter 8. I'm sure, your take is that he isn't supporting Harry fully in the way that he should. So
1: Dumbledore explains I in this book that. why he hasn't been around, why he's not spending time with Harry, why he's never around Harry. This, from Harry's perspective, is right. Dumbledore is there for me. All of of that like resentment and stuff that was building up with him, I think bringing Dumbledore in in a very Dumbledore way was a way of giving Harry that sense of ease he needed to not fall apart completely. That being said, Dumbledore has his reasons for not being around him.
0: We don't necessarily need to have a spoiler, if you will, about that particular thing. But I think that you said, you know, from Harry's perspective, but it's from the reader's perspective, too. Mm -hmm. I am taking that out and saying that it was purposefully done because everyone throughout the first seven chapters to a degree. Likely would have been like, where's Dumbledore? Where's Dumbledore? Where's Dumbledore? Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden, here he is in this like, kind of grand moment.
1: Sweeping in and saving the day.
0: Exactly. The other big thing, I mean, we already mentioned Fig and how she Quen. I mentioned this when we were watching the movie, but truly this is in the book more. When we saw Fig previously, she was such a badass, and here she's a little bit more meek. It's almost like more true to Fig, perhaps, when she isn't, you know, has she doesn't have the Thoughts of murdering Mundungus Fletcher on her mind. Also, Amelia Bones then being kind of like the logic as well.
1: Madame Bones is Quinn.
0: She sure is. Madame Bones is amazing. She got a fly-ass monocle.
1: She's impressed as fuck with Harry. Yeah. She's like, oh, you can do a butler
0: yeah yeah oh this isn't about the quality of magic he can do until it is and fudge is like oh, i'm sure he's been doing all this trouble at school so then then that is where it becomes a thing of like what he does at school is none of your business and there we are back was like, like
1: oh no here it comes bitch yeah
0: a couple other things just in general about, like, the way that this goes on. I had written down the quality of the disposition of Dumbledore and Fudge show the quality of their leadership. Yes, Dumbledore isn't perfect, but the fact that he can so, like, eloquently say these rebuttals so quickly I think is very noticeable when fucking Fudge is just turning into a, um...
1: Child?
0: Well, I was going to say a Vernon Dursley.
1: I mean... <laughs> Honestly, he makes Fernandos look good. Yeah,
0: actually, something. did you catch the moment where he takes a bot? I was gonna say a bottle, a jar of mayonnaise from under his desk with <laughs> a spoon. He's like, mm, mayonnaise. And he starts sucking on a bottle of mayonnaise. <laughs> I think that is an interesting comparison.
1: I think that this is the book and the end of the fourth book where we start to see for ourselves why Fudge is so discomforted by Dumbledore. Because Dumbledore really would be a fantastic minister of magic. Yeah. Because he's kind of a shithead master. Yeah. This chapter is a really nice little sliver of an insight of, like, Dumbledore is, like, getting the shit done. Because he doesn't come here and he's not like, be nice to this poor child. We should be thinking about how to take care of him. And he's like, here's the logic. Here's what fucking happened. Here's a witness. Here's this. Also, there's something really disgusting about the fact that the Ministry would not ever have allowed Dudley to give a testimony. Because he's a muggle. How they were like, mm, can a squib actually see that? Like, it's a gross situation. They don't let the Miner actually speak to himself. So had Dumbledore not shown up and brought Mrs. Vig, or even had he not... Oh, he never, would have
0: been completely it just
1: Harry just sits there and is like, cool, everyone's just treating me like shit. Oh, okay, I'm expelled. Glad I got to defend myself. Like, it is such a one-sided, terrifying situation. Yeah. And that is where Dumbledore excels in this chapter.
0: Seriously would have been happy, though. The only other thing that I have to say, too, despite all of that and the way that they kind of try to steamroll all of this, is that the type of egg roll that you got? A steam roll?
1: Uh, I got a shrimp it roll. He was I fried. I got a shrimp roll.
0: roll. <laughs> he was almost steamrolled, and you got fry roll three times. Mm, yum. Fried rolled three times. That sounds like something that Tara does in bed with three other people.
1: We've had a bottle of wine. Do
0: you fuck shrimps? Oh my god, you fuck shrimps and fully knowing that I had a traumatic shrimp incident when I was a child. But is there
1: like a list of things that I've done that upset you because you had a traumatic Oh, there is a list. There now? is
0: a list of things you have done that have upset me. Absolutely. Okay, <laughs> good. Well, I'm glad. Only other thing that I have to say about this chapter is when Budge says, Laws can be changed. That is why I said in my thing that they are Texas. <laughs> Do you have a game for me?
1: Yes. Game is a Would You Rather?
0: Oh, Would You Rather? What is it, baby?
1: Would you rather be tried by the entire Wizengamot without Dumbledore's assistance as a minor? Or just automatically be expelled with your wand snapped?
0: Oh, I would be tried.
1: Okay.
0: I can stand up for myself.
1: I mean, they're not letting, they didn't let Harry. Uh,
0: yeah, that's because he paused when Fudge kept on going.
1: He paused because Fudge interrupted him. Yeah,
0: I'm not gonna let Fudge do that.
1: I think I'd just rather fucking be expelled and like live on the run. I mean I wouldn't let them snap my wand. I'd be like, oh you're expelling me fucking by fancy ass magic and just be
0: Before the wand is snapped?
1: Oh yeah, like if I got that letter like carried it, I'd be like, bye. I would disappear. Oh you We're wouldn't
0: like... even gone. Nope. I see what you mean. Nope. So you would be expelled without getting your wand snapped. Yes. Okay. See that poses a different question. Like I wouldn't want to be expelled and get my wand snapped. But if I were just be like, hey, you got a hearing, I might also have been like, peace.
1: I mean, here's the thing. If I knew that Fudge were running the hearing, it was going to be anything like Harry's. I'd been like, fuck that. That being said, I don't know that I would obviously know that. Mm-hmm.
0: What if Harry were to be like, fuck that. I'm not going to this hearing and he went and joined Dumbledore's side. Not Dumbledore's side. Voldemort's side. Sorry,
1: Dumbledore. Oh my god. That would have been an entirely different book series that is, and I kind of want to read. It really
0: would have. And I, so do I? That's probably an option, right?
1: He'd get there and be like, listen, I am not known for being smart, but Voldemort, you are a fucking terrible villain. So let me show you how to do this. Even though I'm also... Hey,
0: but you're almost a better leader than
1: Fudge. With Voldemort? Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: For his people, of course
1: everyone's a better leader than Fudge
0: I was thinking of some real life people who are on par with him I still think at the end of the day I would probably go to my hearing and be like ah 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 Fudge you ain't gonna talk uh, about above me I'm gonna answer you a question. I'm gonna tell you what happened. I'm not gonna listen to you. And that PK word over there, she can go stand out in the hall because her perfume is making me wanna vomit. Now here, let me tell you what really happened.
1: I don't think that you would get that opportunity, which is why I'm just-
0: I wouldn't answer his questions. I would do whatever I have to do to be able to say that. In this situation, there are reasons why Harry doesn't feel like he can. Also, you know, he just ran down here. It it was a little bit more unexpected.
1: He he just wants (laughs) to like have something normal in his life. Knowing the situation, I'm just gonna be like, I'm just fucking leaving. I could be a really fun rebel, run away with my wand. And...
0: Oh, I'm waiting to see when that happens. Are you going to be a goth? For some reason you were like, I can be a really fun rebel and I pictured you as a goth.
1: That requires taking the time to do like the fucking eye makeup and you know I hate eye makeup. All
0: you have to do is like smudge it in there. If you're goth, it doesn't have to be perfect. If you want to care to be a goth, <laughs> click the poll down below or however that works on podcasts. When movie. we were w- watching it, I feel like it did a great job. There were a few things that did kind of, like, pop out, but it's almost even hard to remember what they were because it was so seamless.
1: You know, obviously we didn't get every detail, but I think that the movie, like you said, gave a complete feel of everything we needed from that chapter. I could have used more Madame Bones. Because, you know, too. she's fucking great. And I could have
0: used her monocle.
1: The bitch was, like, real attentive and... Mm. It was very clear she was impressed with Harry. I made the comment when we were watching that I noticed everyone who raised their hand in favor of conviction, other than Umbridge, was male, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Also interesting is that there are maybe like five or six women total. Anyway, I thought their costumes looked great. Yeah. Our first interaction with Umbridge.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Imelda Staunton is perfect.
0: It's very true to the book too. She gets to her a little aside. They do
1: that. Dumbledore's entrance is one of my favorite Michael Gambon Dumbledore moment. Yeah,
0: I think so too. I would have almost liked to see a little bit more of a flourish, but that's asking too much. Perhaps. I
1: follow that though. And you know, here's the thing I think about Michael Gambon is Dumbledore. The times of Dumbledore being flourishy and like flouncy and stuff were in the first couple books where we had Richard Harris who embodied everything else about Dumbledore. Yeah,
0: And that's more innocent Dumbledore too.
1: Exactly. And this type of characterization is something completely different mm-hmm. that I think neither of them ever did. And Gambon has very few moments where I love him as Dumbledore. He has moments where I like him as Dumbledore, and there are moments where I fucking hate him as Dumbledore. This is one where I actually really like a lot. I think he takes control of the situation. You said something about Mrs. Fig in this moment?
0: Yeah, I think that previously when we saw Mrs. Fig, she was still a little bit meek. I was talking about how it's like she's just on her way to like target to buy her cat food and she's like oh Harry you're here too. I think it's a little bit more true to the book because previously I would have liked to see a little bit more anger in her but this actress is still like ideal. She's perfect. I like how she has her vote at the end too. She oh my God, she's cute. On.
1: Well and is not really in Yeah, the that, movie, that's so true so we don't get to see her react to him not be there because plots.
0: Yeah. The other thing that I really noticed because we don't get so much of Harry yearning to see Dumbledore up to this point in the movie but at the end he is like Dumbledore and Dumbledore is just like Bye.
1: Dumbledore fucking ghosts him. Yeah.
0: So we get some of that. Oh, one other thing that I did also want to mention. I think technically I have this in my notes for the next chapter, but something in the movie too is those memos when they're in the elevator and how I'm like, those are not encrypted. Somebody could just snatch that out right. of the sky. You did say out that. Out of, <laughs> of the air. And then Steve, when we were watching it, said something like, well, what if it turns into like a howler immediately? I was like, well, that's a good
1: point. I'd be like, don't you fucking touch that <laughs>
0: Like programmed like, automatically. Like, you would never
1: get away with it. Yeah. Don't you fucking
0: touch that. That's the default.
1: Yeah, actually it's my voice that they hear. Oh, that's my job as Minister of yeah. Magic. Yeah, did
0: you know that Tara's still getting royalties from the movie for that? <laughs> there was a cut scene. They were like, mm, we, don't don't, <laughs> we don't really want to pay this bitch. So they, they cut her out, but every time somebody watched that was that blooper on YouTube.
1: <laughs> the other thing I was going to say is that in the middle of the hearing, there's a shot from above the courtroom. Mm-hmm. Which is an interesting parallel. We don't see in the fourth movie, we see Harry go into the pensive and see, well, some of the trials that we read in the book. In the book here, we get Harry going in and being like, oh, it feels like it was the same exact courtroom where Barty Crush Jr. and Bellatrix Lestrange and all those people were tried. And here, obviously, that does not get discussed, it doesn't get explained because we're it's in a, a movie. One. And so they took this angle from where Harry's visionary angle was in the fourth movie. Oh, that's interesting. Like, of like coming into the room, and obviously we're not coming into the room because we're already there, but just to see it from above, I was like, oh, I see what they oh, did there. Oh, that's interesting.
0: Okay, because it is a different room or they renovated.
1: That's the thing. is that It is definitely, it does not look the same. Now, remember, this happened years and years and years and years ago. So, it could technically be the same room. Harry was supposed to be in a fucking, like, conference room down the hall.
0: Yeah. And to your point, too, when you were watching, you were like, this is terrifying. It is. I like it. It is. Okay, I mean, but, it's like,
1: nice. it's very neat. But, like, the idea of being, like, you have to go be on trial... Like, you've been to a courthouse. They're, like, big and old and marble and, like, white. I and really red. haven't, actually. Okay, well, I have.
0: She murdered people. I
1: murdered part. people. She, <laughs> or, you know, I went to a courthouse and got my marriage license. Also went to a courthouse. No, she murdered to, people. Uh, to like, be divorced. And now
0: she knows how not to get caught, so.
1: <laughs> so there's that. Steve was living that second time. But he <laughs> helped her murder yeah. the second person. No one would ever believe Steve is murdering people.
0: Well, that's why he murders people.
1: I hope you cut this from the podcast. Part where what? I'm a murderer. I'm just kidding. How
0: many? times have we made jokes about this just, oh my god
1: what i was saying is courthouses are very like light and gray well they are but they're also not dark like there's an added bit of intimidation i guess with the darkness of it too like you go into the courtroom and everything was wood you know like the wood benches yeah. and whatever and it was Th- that's the kind this of thing is, i
0: think of from, uh, from like tv
1: right and that's what, what courthouses are but when you're not in there you're in like these big open marble hallways or it's like light gray or white stone and it's not dark on top of intimidation it's just intimidation yeah and old and respectful like and then like this black it's gorgeous and so i get why you're like oh, i fucking love that I but like it. it's also like that's unnerving you know you just went down The lift from hell for the past sixty six minutes because it's bullshit and you've just saw Fudge Packer and Lush's boy toy. Oh yeah, that's before. And And then you and then you'd be like now there's a giant Room filled with every fucking buddy, and all I did was, I don't know, protect my cousin and myself yeah. from not having our souls. I think that
0: age has something more to do with it, too, honestly. Oh, yeah. I know he's a niner, but I don't want to completely gloss over that. The fact, the difference, truly, is that Lucius and Fudge are talking before the hearing instead of after.
1: Well, because I think that they didn't choose to put anything else after that. Like, the next thing you see is everyone at the fucking train station, yeah. you know? And I think that the choice to make sure that they give us that, like, skis ball moment where these ass are hanging out together. You're like, hmm, that's not sus at all. Also, as much as I fucking hate both those characters, both those actors look fucking great. The lighting on them, they look appropriately evil as fuck.
0: Who would you rather fuck?
1: Luscious boy toy, oh, always. I was
0: just kidding. I don't. Oh. Know if I would murder them both. This is yep. F- America. I'm giving 25 points to Dumbledore because he came in and he did that. I'm giving 20 to Miss Fig Mm -hmm. because she comes in and she does that too. Dumbledore does more, obviously. But I'm also giving 15 to Amelia Bones because she is the third Quen here and I feel like she had some some weight towards him being innocent. I'm also giving 10 points. We didn't talk about them, but the two unidentified ministry witches, one and two in the back row that waved to Dumbledore. (laughs) I was like, those bitches, they don't got names, but... Each of them are getting 10 points. And guess who I'm taking points for Wave? I
1: wonder, Fudge Packer? Yes. 50. Fuck that guy.
0: 50. If y'all are paying attention, that means that Fudge is now at negative 100. We're at chapter 8, so...
1: Yeah, but like for the whole series, he's already at negative like 8,000. He so really is something. probably
0: like the loser. So buckle that. in. Let's see what it's like at the end. And that's my points.
1: Nice. <laughs>
0: Next time, we will be discussing chapter 9... The woes, the woes of Mrs. Weasley. We've been good at that this time.
1: This time, because i was <laughs> like, fuck, I need to know what the jacket. This is. time, period. <laughs> this time, period. Don't
0: expect this in the future. They We're not know. gonna be that in sync. I also need more wine.
1: Yeah, we gotta open a
0: bottle of wine. <laughs> so, peace
1: out, friends. Yeah,
0: have a blessed evening. Drink
1: some or wine. Or morning,
0: we drink some la- wine. Well, not if it's morning though. Drink
1: some wine anyway. I mean, yeah. I'm yeah. Not, I'm
0: not your fucking mom. You do what you want. If you want yeah. to drink wine in the morning, you do you. Cheers.
1: basic snitches is recorded and produced by Adam Bowers and Tara Corkery
0: thanks so much for listening be sure to rate us 5 stars on your listening app of choice and share us with all your other friends who love Harry Potter and getting drunk
1: yes